you can't compare it to, say, the Quran or the Book of Mormon because those are written by man. Uh, the, the Bible is written by God. The Bible tells you about how you got here, tells you uh, who your create, creator is, it tells you what your purpose is on this earth, and it tells you what the life after this life, what will happen when this life is over. Uh, so, as we said earlier, the Bible is a collection of 66 books. Look there at Luke 24:44. It says, All things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. So, the 39 Old Testament books that were written before Jesus' birth, uh, all those things were, were fulfilled before he came. And then, uh, then you have the 27 New Testament books, and that's broken out with the four Gospels, uh, history of the early church in Acts. All of Paul's letters, um, I believe there's 13 of those, could, could be wrong on that. And then uh, general letters, I think there's a debate on who wrote Hebrews. They, have, they, they didn't include Hebrews in Paul's letters there. And then you have Revelation is prophecy. Uh, okay, so who wrote the Bible? Um, we believe that God wrote the Bible, and he used man to do this. Human instruments to record his words. Uh, right there, 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. If I were to ask you what inspiration means, anybody want to share that? God breathed, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's, it's God breathed. Um, and, and when God breathes, there, there is life. Uh, Adam, he breathed life into, into his nostrils, the breath of life. That's how Adam got his life. And Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. There's, there's a kind of a connection there. We won't get into it too deep. Uh, Next, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So these were not ordinary men. Uh, it, it goes out of its way to say holy men. They're all men of God. The Holy Ghost moved on them. And as we talked about in uh, eternal security, after you believe, you are sealed by his spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. So all of these men were believers. So... Over the course of about 1,600 years, God moved 40 different men as ink pens to write his words from heaven. And a pen does not choose the contents of a letter, but the author who is moving the pen chooses the words. The pen just records onto the page what the author desires. Uh, so, the man, the man is the pen, and God is the author. And we believe God has inspired and preserved his word. That word preserved is very important uh, for English-speaking people in the King James Version of the Bible. So there, uh, there's all these different versions out there. And for God's word to be true, there has to be one true word of God. Because all the other versions, they, they're all different. And we believe King James Bible is, is true so that makes all, all the other ones that simplify the Word of God, they, they add to it, they take away, they rephrase. You know, when, when, some, when somebody gets up and they paraphrase a verse, they're, they're trying their best, but it's still not 
the real thing. They're paraphrasing. Uh, if you do that, then you change God's word, and the moment that you alter God's word is no longer his, his word anymore. It's, it's, there's nothing to it. We must take it seriously as God does, seeing he puts his word above his own name. That's Psalm 138 too. He puts his, his word above his own name. Uh, flip the page. When was the Bible written? So the word of God existed in heaven before the world began. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. <clears throat> and John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That's very deep if you really get into it. Uh, so it's, it's, it's always It's eternal. It's, it's forever. The word of God is eternal and will never fade away. Uh, he said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Um, I like that song, The Bible Stands. I, I can't recall the chorus, but it talks about that. Heaven and earth are going to pass away, but the Bible stands. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Uh, so what can the Bible do for me? Well, it shows me how to get to heaven from here. 2 Timothy 3.15 And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. You know, whenever you're, you're leading someone to Christ, you're not just talking to them. Hopefully you're able, you have a Bible with you. You can show them, this is, this is why I'm telling you this. I'm basing it on the Bible. It's not just something that was passed down through stories. It, it's, you have it right there to look at. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And there's a lot of other verses you could add to that, but those are the ones that they have here. So the Bible can show you how to get to, get to heaven. Secondly, it shows me how to live after I know I am going to heaven. John 10.10, 10, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, that, I think there's two aspects to that. Uh, you have life abundant on earth. Your, your life is more meaningful. You have purpose. Life is better as a Christian. And then life after, that's, that's abundant as well. You, you have eternal life. Uh, you are a new creature after salvation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And Ephesians 2.10 as well, uh, we are his workmanship created unto good works. So after you believe, life, life changes, and it teaches you how to live because you know you're going to heaven. Thirdly, it gives me spiritual understanding. The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. And then Psalm 119.105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And light unto my path. Uh, so God's wisdom and his word helps me to live in the world and to live right. Uh, fourth, it shows me what is right. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So uh, that word doctrine, that means what is right according to the word of God. It's, it's truth. Uh, reproof shows me what is not right. So there's all sorts of examples in the Bible of what not to do. <laughs> and God tells you what not to do. Uh, that's reproof. Correction shows me how to get right. And instruction in righteousness helps me to stay right.
Psalm 119.11, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Uh, if you know God's word, you will know what is right and you will know what is wrong. Next, it changes me. Go ahead to flip to uh, Isaiah 55. Turn to Isaiah 55. I really like these two verses here. Would anyone like to read that for us? I'll open it up. No? <laughs> All right, Mary, would you, uh, read verse 10 and 11, please. All right, thank you. Yeah, that's really good. There's, there's a lot of people out there, their word doesn't mean anything. They say something, it never happens. You know, oh yeah, we'll get together next week. And then the week goes by, they don't, they don't never say anything, they forget about it. Or maybe they, they did think about it, but they just didn't want to. Uh, God, when God says something, it comes to pass. It accomplishes what he intends it to do. It doesn't fall void. It doesn't, the words don't fall to the ground. Uh, they have power. When God speaks, it happens, and it compares it to uh, rain coming down from heaven, watering the earth. Then you have uh, life. It, it, it makes life and, and fruit. And then Psalm 19, that's the passage about uh, the law of the Lord is perfect, and that's, that's a great song as well. Uh, so, why should I read the Bible? Um, there's probably a lot of reasons, but the Word of God will increase my faith. Uh, go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 10, please. What does Romans fall under? What category does that fall under that we talked about earlier? Huh? Paul's letters. There you go. All right, Romans 10, 17. We've all heard this before. So then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Uh, so a person may not even have faith until, until they hear the word of God. It is hearing the word uh, that makes you act on your, on your faith. Uh, my faith grows as I hear and understand and follow God's words. As my faith increases, then I be, you will become more obedient to his word. Somebody that uh, doesn't, doesn't obey God, it's because they don't, they don't have faith. They don't believe that God will reward them for doing right or that he will punish them for doing wrong. Faith without works is dead. And uh, when you stop hearing the word, when, and like we talked about earlier, hiding the word in your heart that you might not sin against him, then you won't have the faith to do the works, if that makes any sense. Uh, second, the words of God are spiritual food. 
Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And Jesus said that. What, when did he say that? What, what had happened before, before Jesus said this? He's talking to, to the devil here. What was Jesus doing before this? For how long? 40 days. So he's got to be hungry, right? <laughs> he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And the devil said, uh, if you're God, turn these stones to bread. And, and, that's what, and that was his answer to him. Uh, so the words of God feed my spiritual hunger. So just as our physical appetite requires us to eat often, uh, our spiritual appetite seeks to spend time in his word. Uh, so, God's word gives me examples by which to live. 1 Corinthians 10.11 Now all these things happen unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. So, you could name so many people in the Bible. Uh, Saul and David. You have one guy who, who is disobedient, one who is very obedient, obedient, Joseph, I just listed a few. Samson did a lot of good. He did some bad things as well. Uh, all, all sorts of ensamples that we can uh, learn from. Joseph shows you what to do and what not to do. And fourth, it gives me knowledge, wisdom, comfort, and hope. We're in Romans. Just turn the page to chapter 15, verse 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Uh, what should my relationship with the, uh, be with the word of God? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Uh, so, well, we should love, we should love uh, God's word. And he, he commands us to. <laughs> uh, I should read it. I should study it. Uh, turn to 2 Timothy, chapter 2. Second Timothy 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto, good, unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, so after, while you're reading it, you should, you should study it, and this is when you really learn things, and, and then you should meditate it on, on it after. I don't know how many times I've read a psalm or really anything in the Bible. You, you read it, and maybe you were rushed. Uh, maybe you were just trying to squeeze that time in to, to feel better about your day. I don't know. That... <laughs> Uh, but then, then if you were to get, wake up the next day and think, what did I read yesterday? Well, I have no idea. Because I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to what I was reading, and I didn't think about it after. You didn't, you didn't meditate on it. And that, that verse, Psalm 1-2, a lot of us know that. Uh, you should delight, delight yourself in the law of the Lord and meditate on it. Um, it keeps you in remembrance, and it keeps your heart fixed on, on the Word. And you should, you should obey it as well. And Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. 
you, sh- you should obey his word. Uh, can I trust my Bible? Uh, yes, the word of God is, is inspired by God, as we talked about earlier. And we've also said God is not a liar. And he, he is a God of truth without iniquity, just and right as he. It is in, the Bible is inspired by God. It was, it was written by him. And uh, so, yes, we can trust it. Uh, yes, the word of God is pure. So I can trust it. Proverbs 30, verse 5, every, God, every word of God is pure. Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. <laughs> uh, yes, we can trust God's word because God promises to preserve his word to all generations. You can find that in Psalm 12. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of fire, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me, in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. So every word that was written by God is true, and it's always been true, and it remains true today, and it will be true uh, eternally. Because he cannot change. Because God God doesn't uh, change his word. And lastly, uh, we can trust God's word because it prophesies, uh, its prophecies have been fulfilled throughout history. Acts 3, but those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. And Revelation was, was prophecy as well. Those things are all uh, in the future. There's still a lot that's in the future, but a lot has already come to pass. And it's all, it's all happened. Uh, I added some things to this because I thought they left some stuff out. <laughs> uh, turn, to, turn to Hebrews chapter 4 with me. <laughs> and we have enough time to do this, so. I mean, it could be a very long study. I know that this is meant to be short, but the Word of God, there's, there's a lot to it. Hebrews 4 verse 12 Anybody want to read that one? No? The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Okay, that word, the word of God is quick. What does that mean? It's alive. It's, it's living. That's, that's what separates it from all the other books out there. It's alive. Uh, it, and the Bible, it, it's a... It's a faith book. It's a book of faith. It, it will have no power to a person who, who reads it without faith. <clears throat> One person can read it, and, and it's just any other book. Uh, it's not going to mean it much to them. And then another person with faith will read it, and it will be life-changing. Hebrews 11.6, 6, uh, without faith it is impossible to please, to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. So, you have to have faith to come to God, and when you're reading God's word, uh, the best approach is one of faith. And it'll be more than just a book with, with wise sayings. You know, there's, there's a lot of uh, philosophers, Confucius, uh, there's a lot out there that have wise sayings. And the, uh, when you have faith, the Bible is, means so much more than all those other books out there.
and there's a lot more that we could get into, but uh, we'll end it there. Uh, pretty good quiz here. So let's take a, a moment to go over that.